This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane, here as always with Chris Valente. Chris, hello my friend. Hello Rob. Uh, Sorry about being uh, a day late. This was all my fault why we're recording a day late. Um, I went out to dinner with a client and it was a wonderful evening that included, get this, uh, you know I love whiskey and so do you, uh, Pappy's 20 Year. Was this a, this must have been a big client. Big client. And it was, a, what, Pappy's, if I Google it, was Pappy's 200 bucks a bottle at least? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 200 bucks a bottle. Um, and it was fantastic. But I also say this. I say that it's fantastic. I know, like, really crappy whiskey. Yep. Like the ones that come in, like, a plastic bottle. That That's not good. <laughs> no. Right? Vodka and but whiskey like in a plastic to, bottle. I don't know if I'd be able to take, like, I like Buffalo Trace, and I like, uh, say, Maker's Mark. I like those, right? Woodford, all great. But if you were to put, like, a bottle of Woodford, right, it was, what, what, 40 bucks uh, a bottle? Yeah, a little bit more, maybe. 45, 50, yeah. somewhere around there. And then Pappy's, which is 250 or whatever. Do you think you could say, like, that one's Pappy's and that one's Woodford? Uh, do I think I could? No. I don't think I could either. No, I, I mean, like to your point, I can it, kind of the same thing with wine. Like I can taste really bad wine and be like, this is gross. Yeah, this comes in a bag. Got it. Yeah, like, this isn't good. <laughs> slapped a bag. But I've had like really Did I ever expensive bottles. tell you the bottles? first time I've ever slapped a bag? No. So the, I slapped the little, slapped a bag. We didn't do that in college, right? I remember only – it wasn't a thing in college for – at least at Springfield. It wasn't a thing. But so in Omaha, I have these crazy things, uh, fish fries. All right, so the Catholic where you can only – during Lent, you can only Friday. eat yeah. uh, fish on Fridays, right? So in Omaha, they would have fish fries at churches. And you would go to the church, and I would literally – Wait in line at Mary Our Queen Church at 132nd and Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Wait in line for three hours. And there was a church and a school attached. And we would wait in line the hallways of this elementary school. And in the hallways were all these uh, 
places to go buy beer. They were $5 pitchers. So you would go around these hallways and buy $5 pitchers. I would buy four pitchers. I would be carrying these four pitchers, two in each hand, right, by the handle. Walking around, I would hand one to my wife, two to my wife, and two for me. And we would just start drinking these pitchers <laughs> of beer uh, just for us. Good Catholic here. church. With, in a Catholic, not a Catholic, just not a Catholic church, but a Catholic school. <laughs> so you would, by the time that you would wait two or three hours and uh, make it to the food, you felt pretty good. <laughs> More well, than pretty good. We always, I went to Catholic school my whole life until college, and we always used to question the brothers and the nuns what would be in their mugs when they were walking around all day because you know they're – the good Catholics, they're not just drinking straight coffee. They had something in there to get through the day with us brats. So one of these guys, right, I'm at, this, I'm at, a, I'm at a Catholic church and uh, a Catholic elementary school, and one of the people behind us, you become like best friends with the people around you. Yeah. One of the, the guys like, I got this bag of wine. And then it was like, <laughs> let's slap the bag, right? Slap so the I'm bag. slapping the bag in the hallways of an elementary Catholic church. Well, so that's the first time I ever slept the bag. Turn water into wine, baby. <laughs> right. We would take pictures of like statues of Jesus and Joseph. Uh, it was crazy. It was. It was so. And they, it's a. It's an insane party. Like it was so busy that like during political seasons, all the candidates would come down there because everyone was there. It well, was, the like, Iowa the caucuses. Party. It's a Iowa caucuses. Party. Big big deal. Iowa caucuses. Not just that, but like you know the local town races. All those guys would be there and, and women. And uh, it was like the news would be live from these uh, fish fries. It was insane. Didn't they insane. like screw it up la- this last time, the Iowa caucus? They didn't really have a winner. They couldn't figure out who the hell won yeah, for the Democrats. Yeah. I think, I think that was the case. Just go to the fish case. fries in, uh, in, in Omaha, Nebraska, and you'll have, a, uh, you'll have a great time. So anyway, I'm sorry I got way off, uh, way off track. But also, too, uh, so, by the way, it was fantastic. Great meal. So, if you're ever in Worcester, this is not one of our sponsors, but uh, it's uh, for... I was going to say, like, it's, what was uh, it, what was it like to go out to dinner? The place was called... It was awesome. Uh, this place is called Russo's uh, in, in Worcester in the Canal District near the new ballpark. And he also owns the restaurant Lock 50. Uh, and it is uh, great food, great guy. Everything was wonderful. And, uh, yeah, so it was me... Uh, our concession uh, guy who heads concessions and Ed, basically the only person in the restaurant, and it was great. It was great. So who picked who picked the the whiskey? The he client. Did. He the did. client. Of course. He did. And it was when, his. and that's when you go yes when the client goes and picks something like ridiculous on the menu, and you know you're like he owns the place. He owns the place. It was his. oh got it got yeah, it. Yeah. So it's 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 his stuff. So anyway, uh, it was a great dinner. And that's why I'm, uh, that's why I was late because I had um, some pappies. And yeah. uh, good thing we didn't record last night. Good thing we didn't record last night. And some great wine too. It was all Italian wine. Um, we had a blast. It was a blast. It was great. We got a little business done too, but just for like you know ten minutes. Yeah, did you close the deal? Like did you close hours. the deal? Close the deal? Yeah, of course it did. Okay, good. good. Of course it did. That's um, all Larry cares about. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, it was. Uh, that was that's why we're late. Uh, but also today is Thursday, as we re- record. I had I, I tweeted about it. I have my uh, work from home set up, but I had my I normally have two screens. The second screen today usually is dedicated like my calendar, uh, you know, kind of uh, the Google Chrome, and 
it was 1,000% full screen dedicated to the Masters. The Masters. I did it's not watch. Favorite weeks of the favorite weeks of the year. I I concur. It's very odd for it to be in November. I didn't see one. I'm being quite honest. I was so busy. Today, I did not see one shot. The only thing I know, the only thing I've seen this week of the Masters is John Rahm's skip off the water hole in one. Did you that see that? Amazing. That was amazing. I was like, I was like d- d- that one was of the ridiculous. best shots I've ever seen in my life. Ridiculous. John Rahm also on number two today hit like a 350 yard drive par five. Uh, and then stuck his second shot to like four feet. Well, I'm hoping tomorrow I have, I actually have a crazy morning too. I'm hoping I get to see some of the Masters tomorrow because to your point, Izzy's typically one of the best weekends of the year. And to get it in November is right before Thanksgiving. What a treat, right? What a treat. 2020, treat, no 2020 is just giving, giving us back everything we've ever asked for. Everything, vaccines are being announced. We're getting presidents. All things are happening. 2020, baby. What a year. <laughs> Great year. <laughs> so the vaccine thing, right? Pfizer announces. And it was one of the uh, most uh, off-the-cuff thing I've ever done in my life. I was like, I'm buying Pfizer stock. And uh, I just bought it. Yep. I bought it like that morning. And I then see the next day that the CEO sold like $6 million of it that day. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, poor decision. Yeah, no, I I think you'll be fine. Pfizer is a good company. Uh, Pfizer is a great company. Be yeah, anyway. I, I'm hoping they're the ones that get it, so I I'll trust to put a vaccine in my body from Pfizer. Let's just you're not going to question whether or not Pfizer is trying to kill you if it's like some random startup who's like, hey, we found a vaccine. You're like, uh, maybe we'll we'll wait on that one. <laughs> some guy's garage. <laughs> <laughs> I got it down here in Lincoln, Rhode Island. I'll hey, 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 what about a bing? What a boom? I'll, I'll ship it to you. I'll two for one. Two for one. No, nope. they, um, they uh, <laughs> so this reminds me, you were just talking about this when I was, we were eating with Ed yesterday. He's one of those guys that was like, he would, he's so, he's like very Italian. Right. And he was like, he would pinch his fingers and he'd be like, are you kidding me? And he would like have that kind of shake of his hand. Right. Are you kidding me? Forget and, about uh, it. He's a, he's a, he's a wonderful guy. He's a great, guy. great. Guy. Um, all right, so I can talk all about the Masters. Uh, by the way, Tiger today, four under is great. Four under, he baby. He's putting. Wonderful. Can I also say this? This is me, my fanhood. I don't know why. No idea why. I root for Tiger Woods. I really enjoy it. It's kind of one of the guys we've yeah, with, right? Yeah, me too. In high school. It was kind of our late high school, early college, right? So, um, But someone I just root against for no reason. I have no reason to root against him is Bryson DeChambeau. Well, you're not you're not the only one. There is a lot of people who root against Bryson DeChambeau. I, you know, I just they hate the way he plays because people like he's non-traditional. He's like a long drive com- com- competitor in a PGA Tour event and is just playing the course completely irrelevant. He just hits it as far as he can. He can crush me. He, he, he You see, he drove it three sixty eight in the air on the on the practice the other day. Three sixty eight. In the air. In the air. It's 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 he carried three so yeah, you're not the only one that doesn't like Bryce. He's also a weird, weird dude. He's a weird guy, right? So he was like talking about the dew on the ball one time and it's like You know, he's like astrophysics type stuff, but he's like all science into the game. Like and people are just like like you know who can't stand him is Kepka. Brooks Kepka. Oh yeah, they have great battles. Well they're really kind of one sided battles. Kepka just kinda owns them. Yeah, well Kepka I I put I picked Kepka in my DraftKings team for this weekend and 
kind of disappointing me right now. He's, not, he's too over. Yeah, no, he hasn't played the. Because he's, he's my guy. Like he usually, he's the guy who admits he only shows up for the majors. Like I'll show up and try when it's the majors, and I was like, oh, it's the Masters, so come on strong right now. He's been hurt all year, yeah, quote they, unquote. Uh, Masters today, they were uh, greens were soft. You can go after them. Those good low scores today, but uh, he ain't gonna make the cut. He's gonna make a run tomorrow. I know Kepka's only he's mad because Bryson's bigger than him now. Because <laughs> Kepka right. used to be the biggest guy on tour. Right. Um. So. Today, uh, over the past week or so, I've had a couple of informational interviews. And I don't mean this. And sometimes we talk about these things and I, we kind of like rail on the guys or, or the gals, right, on, uh, that they don't do well. I'll say this. I got two of the more interesting questions, right? We always say come with good questions. I got some two of the more interesting questions. And I'm actually interested in what your answer is. Sure. So one... And I'll give you I'll give you what my answer was too. So having this informational interview, and uh, one of the guy goes, "Okay, take me back to when you were early in your career intern. What's your biggest regret when you were an early intern? Right, you're just kind of getting started. What was your biggest regret? Now looking back on it, you're you know 15, 20 years deep, right? What's your biggest regret? And I was like, "What a great question! It made me think, right?" That is a great question. What's now? Are you asking me the question? That was the question. What was your what? What was your answer? My answer was, after after saying, you know, that was a really great question. I have to think about that. I my answer was. That's me stalling right now, by the way, because I have to think I of totally my answer. I totally understand. Yeah, you you were like, uh, please let me think for a minute. Um, my answer was. I was an intern with the Houston Texans, right? You got an NFL internship, right? I was, I think at the time I was naive. I just thought everyone got NFL internships. Um, and I'm in player personnel, uh, not very good at it, as I've told the story before. But I did a good job of making friends there. But I told him my biggest regret was not networking outside of the player personnel uh <laughs> Did I take your answer? Uh, not networking outside of the player development and player personnel side of that is, uh, you know, I look back on it and I had good relationships. I had good, uh, you know, uh, people that I would call friends. I mean, there's uh, my boss and I still talk, right? That's 20 years ago, nearly. You did not take my answer. Uh, I thought we were going to say my answer is networking for sure, but outside the organization. I think I did a really good job networking inside the organization and, and I was always the person who would volunteer to help out other departments and that's how I just got to know people. Yeah. But that's I definitely do it. Definitely regret not taking the time uh to reach out to other organizations while having that email address with inside a sports organization. Because right when you send an email currently employed from a sports team to another sports team, the likelihood of a response goes up probably tenfold. 20-fold, right? Yeah. I got an e- I had an email address. It was like rcrane at houstontexans.com. And I was like, I got to email everyone that I know, right? It was like, oh, look completely, at yeah. I probably look at this. My, I got I, houstontexans.com. Yeah, I probably email my friends and be like, look at my email versus like emailing other people. Know, yeah. So, no, I, I'd say my biggest regret would be building my network uh, outside of the walls where I currently was with other folks around the industry. And I think it goes, I think another thing I would say, I forget who said this, but it, it triggered in my mind when you just brought up internships. 
is the approach while being an intern as a consultant versus an intern. I forget who who said that in one of our interviews. I think it's somebody either I interviewed somebody or you I interviewed. interviewed. Uh, uh, was it? Um, I don't remember. I, I I don't remember. I, I I'd be guessing was Sam Zapaka. No, no, that, it was. This was. Re- I think it wasn't that long ago. It was. It was. But either way, I think that approach to being an intern for, as a consultant versus just a random old intern is such a great way to approach the opportunity versus just checking a box and hoping to get credit on your resume. Yeah, I. That's one thing. I. I. I, I think your. Your obviously your answer is very good, but I definitely look back and be like, man, like. I wonder what all those people are doing now that you have no idea who the hell they were. And if I would have said after Charlie Cashley says, nah, man, we're, we think that guy stinks after you said he was great. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, maybe I should talk to the corporate sales guy or the ticket sales guy. You know what I mean? And say like, you know, but it was just like, I, I never, that never even crossed my mind. It was like, do your job, do your, pick up your bottles of pee. And then go back to your hotel room. Pick up right? your bottles of pee. <laughs> and Wait, what? Pick up your bottles of what? Of bottles of pee. When the players would pee uh, during practice, they would go in like a Gatorade bottle. And they would leave it on the ground. And then interns would have to go uh, clean up after practice. So you'd pick up bottles of pee. Oh, my God. <laughs> that so, sounds illegal on some I, levels. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but that uh, I, I, I know for a fact that that has happened. Yes, because you did it. You picked up bottles. I have of... done that. I have done uh, that. Your biggest regret as an intern should be agreeing to pick up bottles of pee. <laughs> <That is laughs> no, your, I'd do anything. That is your answer. I was doing anything. For I don't know if that would fly in 2020 anymore, by the way. I don't know if picking up. Uh, other humans oh no i'm sure that uh, football players still do that football players are gross. yeah but i don't know if the interns are picking it up i don't know that seems no i i'm sure that they are seems like a tmz sports story waiting to happen you just no. expose this you just exposed <laughs> no every i did not expose anybody the houston the, uh, texans are now well they've already have enough, they well their pr person got let go this week so they have no one to cover it up so there you go the pr person got let go yeah, the woman she had just won the Pete Rozelle Award like two years ago, and they said she they fired her for not being a cultural fit, and all the players went like bananas. I don't know. There's a the Houston Texans always seem to have a lot of political issues. Let's say inside and outside the building down there. Yeah, I yeah I you know I knew no one in upper management, but I do know that um, Bob McNair, uh, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> I guess the rumor had it that you know do you remember those like mercedes boxy suvs yeah the g-wagon yeah it's like the pope mobile they're like a perfect like rectangle yep he bought one of those so that he could drive in it while wearing a 10 gallon cowboy hat okay yep practical i i I appreciate that that's practicality as a billionaire (laughs) yep i needed me a car that my hat fits in so that's that. That was the rumor. I have no, you know, can never substantiate it. I think we can probably go ahead and confirm that rumor, as that's a hard rumor to make up for not for not to be true. Correct. <laughs> I think so too. Anyway, so the same guy okay. asked me another great question, and his question was: You've been in your career fifteen, you know, sixteen years or whatever. I've been doing this. He goes, I've noticed that you've built two, now three ballparks. What haven't you done that you wanted that you want to do? 
Oh. And I was like, how the, the hell do you... This is that's going to be that's a deep question, by the way, it's especially a deep question, especially since you and I have discussed this where we're kind of like halfway through at this point, like yeah. you're hitting. We're talking about that 40, like you're you're good. Midlife, midlife crisis. Crisis sounds too much, but midlife re like re- reassessment. Is, uh, yeah, no, re-assessment you're, he's hit, you're hitting thing. a nerve with that question to us right, right? now. Uh, totally. Like, that's totally. gonna. He <laughs> should have pulled up like a, a like a, a couch as a psychiatrist and just let you go for a half hour. Be like, I just started what? crying. I just what started crying. What haven't I done? <laughs> what can I do? I just start crying. I was like, oh, uh, no. uh, <laughs> why are you gonna be so mean? Um, <laughs> no, so, yeah, uh, that's. I mean, I look. Okay, what's what's your answer? Because I, I so have, my I, answer was, and I'm not even sure this is my answer, but this was the answer that I gave him. I kind of gave him two. One was I'd love to build a ballpark on my rules, right? So like here, so you want to you want to you want to own the franchise? I guess so, right? Is like, uh, you know, I'd love to be able to do that, right? Like it was if I had autonomy to design and build a ballpark. I've done three of them. I've learned ones from each of them. Things that I like, things that I don't. I think that's one thing I'd love to be able to do, kind of dream type stuff, right? It's nice to be a part of them. It's great to be a part of them. But until you get to say yes or no to everything, I think that would be fun. The thing that I think probably, I guess, I don't know if it's more true, more obtainable, more something. I've only done minor league baseball. I have a desire, I think, to know if I can take not to sound arrogant, but the success that I've had in the minor leagues, could I do it in, I'll call it the big leagues, but the big leagues doesn't mean just baseball. Could it be uh, football or hockey yep. or basketball I know what you're saying. Or, or, or anything like that? Could you do what you do there? And if I'm being honest with you, it's like the scariest thing ever. You know, I've been doing this for 15, 16, 17 years, however many years. And you're comfortable right so to like if the honest answer is probably the second one and the other one's probably a dream and it's like all right but like man i've done this it's you get very comfortable in it so it was like it totally was like all right time to sit on the couch again right we talked about the mental yep. health a few weeks ago but it's like uh try to you know that was that was a, that was that got deep a little bit for me that, like I said, that, that question to where you and I are in our careers, given how lucky we've been and how successful we've we've been, and it's hard sometimes to answer it without getting really <laughs> reflective and deep. Right. Um, I think mine would be, so I was the number two in the minors. I was never the number one, even though I did most of the number one duty. I was never mm-hmm. the official number one, I th- like you were. I, I think that would be at one point in my career I'd want to go back and check that off because like I've 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 come to terms with and understand more than likely I'm not gonna do what's necessary to be a president at the major league level uh, I just I know now again having those reflective moments I'm probably not gonna do what's required to get to that point. Not because I probably couldn't do it or you probably couldn't do it or any of us, but it's just I, I know what's 
it means that how much I'm going to have to keep moving and chasing and yeah. all that stuff. I feel like I could go back in 15, 20 years to the minors as a team president and take everything I've done over my career and be a team president at the minor leagues. I don't even care if it's literally independent league just to have that president CEO of yeah, the team right. it, is I, would be really cool. I was so young and stupid when I had, when I was the president of the Yankees AAA in Scranton. Uh, man, it's like you think you go back and like, I would do nearly everything over again. Well, yeah, because you, you think you're president CEO for life. Totally. Totally. That's 100% true. That's 100% like, true. Oh, I'm, I'll never not be a president or CEO now. I'm pre- there's nowhere to go but up. Right. So, and life comes at you fast, as we've all <laughs> learned over the past couple months. So, it sure does. It's, uh, it's, and look, I was young in my role as essentially team president, even without the title, and you were too. I would do things so differently than I would have 10 years ago. Like, just knowing what I know now about our business, about the industry, about managing people, about life, like, totally would go back and change everything. A I lot. Change everything. I would, you know, but a lot. A lot. Yeah, no, I would change a lot. And, uh, I, I mean, I'd probably be much more suited, and I think you probably admit that you'd be much more prepared and suited to have the job today than you were eight years ago. Totally. Totally. I saw that at, uh, it's like seven years, seven, eight years ago since then. But anyway. I do. I, like, we, you, we talk about this a lot, and I have the, 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 the viewpoint of both the majors and the minors, and the stuff that you do on a regular basis and what you're doing right now, if you worked for a major league team, unless you're at the highest of high levels, you have absolutely nothing to do with building that ballpark. Even as an SVP, what you are. Like SVPs aren't really involved in building ballparks. It's typically the COO, the CEO, and then like the the architect, right? And the owners. Like you're not getting in the nitty- I bet you there's people on your staff that are having input about all the things that are happening, right? Like from top to bottom, like everyone just gets some sort of semblance of input because that's how the miners work. Yeah, I would say Ver- that. Versus there is nobody asking me at a director, a VP, SVP level at the major league level of what I think about <laughs> with like building this billion dollar stadium, right? That's just not happening. Yeah, right. So the I miners, it's, it's like... There's just there's trade-offs like there's complete trade-offs. To- totally right. That's part of the part that you know I, I have no idea. You know who knows where life takes you, right? Um, but I have no idea if that's something I would like, something I wouldn't like. You know, one of the things that I don't I I, I always question is in any kind of major league thing. You've talked about it on this podcast, right? You kind of get doing your thing, right? Like you sell corporate partnerships, right? Yep. You don't think about concessions or tickets or excuse me, um, you know, uh, ushers. That's still like a lot of part of my job. And I kind of like that squirrel, 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 right? Uh, mentality, right? Especially for my, it was, the way I think about life. It was my hardest transition by far when I went from eight years of minor league operations and running the team to go into Nesson because I went from that to Nesson with my only sole responsibility being day in and day out to sell sponsorships on Nesson. It was like smack you right in the face 
wait a minute, I have nothing else to focus on or talk or something to do. Like, this is it. This is all I do every day, all day. It was tough. Like, it was really tough um, to go from that, having a say in literally the whole operation to just doing the same thing every day, all day long. It's a, it's a, there's a lot of trade-offs. Like, by far more money in the major leagues to make because of the deals are just bigger. That's the only reason why there's more revenue, right? Um, mm-hmm. Bigger business, but it's a very different day to day. Very can, different. I um, yeah. I, I I I I don't know how I would do. I don't know if it would be liberating. I don't know if it would be mind. Uh, you know, maddening. Uh, it's probably a little bit of both. Uh, yeah. No, I think you th- look the the. I, it's not like I have something cooking or anything. No, no. I I think like, look. I think your your hardest transition based on when you and I are talking right now of how busy you are, how flooded you are with like insanity mm-hmm. building a ballpark, ballpark because you're like your your hands are in everything. To then all of a sudden be relegated after we've been doing this twenty years, to just doing one thing, is tough. It's tough. Right. I can I can I can understand it. I can understand it. And you probably uh, have a little bit more autonomy than you would ever have at the major league level. Again, unless you go in as like a COO or SVP. Right. I, 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 I definitely, uh, to a point, to a point, right. I can, I, I, I can kind of do my own thing or at least hide things where I, but can you can make, you can make full on decisions and say, this is it. We're moving forward with this on some things like, right. Like there's, you have some, you have decision-making capabilities versus 14 bosses. <laughs> Right. have to weigh in on everything that happens right that's true that is that is that is that is true um all right but um you know we can we can take a little break here but uh even though sports had a break your business didn't you have to keep moving and who knows where this uh, conversation goes uh, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Uh, maybe at the major league level, maybe at the minor league level. Who knows? Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make uh, your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely uh, to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Uh, Indeed is going to give you the important hire you need, just like they have done for three million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates uh, uh, more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and those conditions apply offer valid through December 31st. Before we go into our next topic, I actually yeah. did have an amazing informational interview this past week as well. And I, the reason I wanted to bring it up with you is the gentleman plays for the University of Alabama football. So he's currently in Alabama. Uh, Logan Burnett. 
I will tell you, it was one of the best informational interviews I've ever had. Does he real? Is he from Alabama? I don't think so. No, yeah, I don't. I, check I don't. Mark positive. I don't think so. He's from the South, one hundred percent from the South. That's too bad. Um, but was well prepared. Great. Extremely articulate. Told his story about his experience and why it would translate well into the roles that he wanted to do, which was corporate partnerships and sales, businesses he started, entrepreneurial. Businesses he started? Yeah, in college. Like he did t-shirt businesses. Like he fired up things like to make money. Like he's just, he's a hustler. Like he's like, I know I'm in, I'm a, I should, I belong in sales. This is why. Here's the examples. Here's what I've done. This is my personality. This is how I want to do it. This is what I've talked to. Like it was like so refreshing to hear someone come with a plan and actually like tell you how they're going to go about doing it and it being the right way. I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. great. So yes. And uh, now he's number one in the country. Alabama's number one again. Right. I think after Clemson lost. So, uh, but it was, it was, it thought made me think of you cause it was Alabama, but he was, <laughs> um, he was great. And it's just, it, it goes such a long, it just goes to show such a long way. The two questions you just asked and how Logan prepared is just preparing for your informational interviews versus winging them and just hoping that the conversation takes you wherever it goes. But if you go in and show that you've done your homework, you'll get so much more out of us because we are invested in that conversation. Yeah, right. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear about the positive. What made it so good? He's just prepped for it. What And what did he prepare that you liked? No, he had, he had great questions. He Like I said, he told an articulate story of why he's qualified. He told me he knew what he wanted to do, right? It wasn't like, hey, I just want to get in sports or like I'm willing to get do anything. He specifically was like, these are the programs I've looked into. This is the people I've networked with. This is the job opportunity I see for myself. Like, how can you, can you tell me about some of your experiences when you were at this place? How did you transition from here to here? Like poignant questions about my career versus like, hey, where did you used to work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that drives me crazy. Just, hey, uh, so the, one of the questions I don't like, tell me how did you get to where you are today? I don't know. <laughs> Go look at my LinkedIn. Yes, no. Those are those are, are open-ended, open-ended, no, not like interview questions that get you nowhere in an interview as well. But yeah, no, I was, I was, I had a very enjoyable conversation. Um, did he have was, a Southern accent? Yeah, not, not like... He had a southern draw for sure. Yeah, like, but the very um, respectful southern boy type thing. Ah, good. I'm I'm happy for him. Um, I'll still. He would not be. A, he would not be a good interview for you. <laughs> I'm sure you, I would get over. It. I would just bust his chops a little bit. You'd just be too biased to start. Yeah, I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. Hey, I'm from the University of Alabama. Click. <laughs> Click. I kid. I kid. I kid. Um, all right, I want to ask you something. Sure. I had another thing that happened. Yep. A person uh, emailed looking to say, hey, I, uh, I'm a qualified person. When you start hiring, I'd love to be uh, considered. Okay, no problem. Two things on this. I want your opinion on his strategy. Mm-hmm. He emailed everybody. On the staff, like I don't, and I mean everybody. Maybe not all forty, but fifteen people on staff. Not from his, not from his work email, right? (laughs) I don't think. If so, I would have crushed his soul. Um, 
but from the uh, but basically copy and pasted the same email to ten people, at least ten people, at least ten people. I haven't talked to everybody on who on who got it, but at least ten people. Your thoughts on that strategy? I'm not I'm not uh, his uh, words in the email. Fine, right? The way he reached out in my and the words that he wrote, no problem with that. But I question his strategy on emailing everybody. Okay. So wait, all right, two things I need to know. One, it was a legit copy and paste to everybody. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't personal it wasn't personalized. Copy and paste. That's a big no no. The strategy is somewhat right. Somewhat right. Okay, tell me why. So even when we're reaching out from a sales perspective, we won't email or reach out to just one person in an organization. We'll reach out to multiple levels, typically three. It's called spider webbing. Okay. Lance Tyson 101. Um, but I find it works very well. We go usually very high level, CMO or CEO at that. Then you go a le- usually a level below, like an, a VP of marketing, et cetera. And, and then also a director or potentially a coordinator. And you mentioned to all of them though, that you've reached, you're reaching out to their colleagues. So they all know that you're not just like email blasting everybody. Yeah. Typically the people that are lower level will feel obligated to respond because if their boss sees an email that they know you then got, it makes them feel like I should respond to this in case my boss ever questions, did you ever get back to so-and-so, right? But you have to personalize it you can't just copy and paste so the, the same strategy, email. What you're saying was the strategy wasn't bad. The execution was poor. Well, he's too many people. Ten's, ten's excessive. Like that's excessive. Like there's no reason. There's no reason to email the entry level ticket salespeople for if you're looking for a job, right? Like right. that seems like a fruitless exercise. But if he wanted to email you, Dan, Charles, Larry, Jack, like people at for sure, like yeah, right. Go for it, but that email better be personalized to Rob, to Charles, to Larry, to Jack. Like not copy paste. Here's who I am, and everyone in an organization so, that's so small as a my league team is gonna know that this one person emailed everybody. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> happened in the mornings. Like, did you get this? Did you get this? Did you get this? Because it's about ticket sales, so that all the people would forward it to me. And to our ticket sales guys, like, yes, everyone got the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of worked, I guess. To, like, I guess it kind of worked, but it's like. But that's what? my point. Like, it, it went a little, I'd say it went a little too far. The strategy was right. The execution, okay. the execution, C minus. I understand what you're saying. I, I like the spider web approach, right? I think that's a, uh, I think that you're on to something, right? I think that's right. I just hated that it was copy and pasted and it was dead. That's bad. So, you know, execution, bad. Strategy was close to being right. Just you, you don't email the whole company. Like, it's, yeah, right. it's ridiculous. Okay. So, on the same vein, same vein, same email. Okay. Yep. Old man Rob's going to come out here in one second. <laughs> People would say, he has never left. Uh, old man Rob's coming out here. I saw this in his email, and he goes, uh, I've, uh, here's my, um, uh, you can meet me via my YouTube video. 
right? It was something like that. It's like, you can, I'll introduce you through my YouTube video after like a nice email. And I was like, what is this? Right? Like I get this, like, what, what am I, what, what is this? Right? I, I'm already old man Rob deep when I first see this. Yep. But I'm intrigued. So I click. And I kind of liked it after, right? Like I kind of liked where his approach was, right? It was like um, he told a good story. It was too long. It was too long. That would be my thing. It How was long too was lo- it? Too long and too fan. It was like five minutes. That's too long. I, I only watched a minute of it. Um, it but in that minute, um, he talked about like where he worked, some successes that he had, uh, and other projects that he was working on. I was like, that's really impressive. Like he, uh, he had a website and he told me, he's like, this website over the last, however many long has gotten a million plus, uh, a million plus, uh, visitors, visitors. And I was like, that's impressive. Right. So I went from like, does he want to work for, does he want to work for front office features? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Uh, old man Rob was like, I don't want any part of this. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Why I was so negative to it in the beginning, but then I clicked at it because I was intrigued, and it was too long, too long. They all forty. If it was forty-five seconds to a minute, it would have been fine. But then I was, I was in. I was like, "Yep, this is this is this theory is good." I feel like it was his last thing, right? His spider web, as you described it, strategy was right. The YouTube video was right. Poor, not great execution on the YouTube video, but I like the concept. Now, right? I felt like I went from old man Rob to hip young Rob. Well, look, I I think we talk about standing out. I think it's smart to do. I think given the feedback, he could probably fine tune it and make it much. Five minutes is way too, too long. Way too long. I'm not doing anything for five minutes. Five minutes. I mean, a minute 30 tops is what that video should be. And it should be like, and that's probably long too. It should be your elevator pitch of like your way to showcase. 30 seconds to a minute. Completely. Uh, but I, I love the idea. I mean, it's different. It's it's, diff- it's it, totally different. I don't know you, why I was so negative. Why the hell was I so negative today? Because it's it's foreign. But foreign's good for certain things, right? It's like it takes you outside your comfort. It's like, what is this? The, like, there's one thing I don't like, and it's non-traditional, and I, it drives me crazy in two things of business, and I just will never probably be on board with it, is pictures in your email signature or your resume. I, I just, yeah, don't. I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm I, the same. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't need, I don't, that's no, no, sorry. But YouTube video to give your elevator pitch and say, this is who I am and this is my accomplishments. And these are some of the things I've done. Yeah. Pretty good. 2020. I, I'm okay. As long as he didn't send you a TikTok, right? It's not like, Hey, come no, watch my no, TikTok. It was, it was a well put together. And once you got through the kind of the crap, um, it was pretty good, right? The <laughs> crap. crap being, he was like, I've always dreamed about working for the Red Sox, right? So he at least personalized it for the Red Sox side of it. But like, I don't also, want to don't, hear. Don't say that. that. Don't say that. By the way, everyone listening, don't say that in your interview. Right. So he went off on the wrong thing of like, my Red Sox are the dream team, and it was like I thought I was going to be the next Nomar. I don't care about any of that. Nope. But what you did say on your successes that you've had in your career, along with this website that you've put together that's got a million visitors, very good, right? I could deal very with good. the fluff crap. I don't care about the fluff. But the other stuff, it was great. So I, 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 I flipped, and I would actually say now, I would encourage people to do that. 
right? I, I don't know why it's so negative. I think you should only do it if it's well put together. Right, I would not do it myself because I have no idea how the hell to do it. I, I, I would say it could really backfire if you don't do it well. Yeah, someone's got to have a friend that can do that, right? But I, I mean... But these young kids, I mean, a young generation should be able to knock out video no problem, right? Like that's, they grew up on that. We just didn't. We grew up on not making videos. <laughs> There's no YouTube. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I like it. I like, I like the approach. I think the spider webbing is a good idea to the right people and not the whole entire department. The email should not be copy and pasted. It should be completely personalized to you, to the person or whoever you're emailing. You, if you come off with a generic email, it's going to sound generic and people are going to take it as such. And the YouTube video, I'm I'm okay with. Uh, or a highlight clip reel or, or something like that. Like, yeah, it's no, it was good. I'm good. It was really good. It was really good. And I'm good. I totally flipped. You totally redeemed yourself. Yes. You know? <laughs> and totally redeem yourself. You saw uh, that yeah. movie. Great. That's unbelievable. We've talked Dumb. about that Yeah, one. great. I think one day I'm going to dress up as Halloween uh, with my son once he can get going. And I'll put like, I'll wear an orange tuxedo and then he'll you, wear no, a light No, no, you, you should do it when he's a little baby. It would be even funnier if he's dressed no, up like we'll Harry or Lloyd. No, he's like a teenager so I could embarrass him. <laughs> then you'll be really old man, Rob. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. So those were, uh, I, yeah, totally flipped. Totally flipped. Totally flipped. So. I think that's good. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad old man Rob has an open mind to new technology. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very open-minded. So I. Uh, what, so yeah. is this person going to get... Uh, here's the million-dollar question. Is this person going to get an interview? There's no job to interview. Well, I mean, at least a callback. Well, yeah, I got a response or something. Yeah, if I... Uh, you know, when we start interviewing for folks, hopefully at some point. But, uh, you know, I would I, if he reached out and I, I, again or applied for the job or something like that i think yeah absolutely he would get it he would get a he would get a crack at it so technically his strategy with emailing the whole company didn't end his backfire it didn't backfire i I just i wasn't even sure that i disagreed with it i just wanted your opinion no look there's just a there's a better i'm 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 telling everyone out there there's a better way to refine that and i don't know how old this person is that did it they might not know that yet and that's all about learning and that's what the point of this is right is like if i would 100 percent recommend that strategy but refine that completely down to narrowing it down to who you want to target and with a personalized email for each that's it yeah i think i think that is a a good you will increase your response rate tremendously i can guarantee you that sounds like you've got uh you've used this i use it every i literally use it Every single day. It's great. I just don't, I don't have YouTube videos of myself. (laughs) Maybe I should, maybe I should start. Maybe I should start. Well, um. Oh, real quick. Uh, since this is a business that we got to help support, um, before we carry on and football is back and your Steelers are, are survived. They gave me a stroke on uh, on Sunday. And now Ben's on the COVID list. He is on the COVID list. That's the least surprising human being ever to land on the COVID list. It's <laughs> been I was also saying, like, eh, if you want to give them a week off, okay, right? Because one of the things that's going to catch up with the Steelers is because they had uh, the Titans screw everything up. Yeah, the weird bye. Like, bye week was like week four. Yeah. 
Right, so it was so early. They can't, they can't maintain all this. But if they beat the Ravens, they're going to be going for undefeated. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, let me tell you, I've watched the Steelers for long enough. Every year, which I thought last week was the game, they play down to the competition. They, they lose do play. to like a yeah. at the end up being like a, the three and thirteen team, right? And one of the three and 13s wins is against a 11 and five Steelers team. Right. So it happens every year. It's going to happen again. Uh, and it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, of when. it almost, yeah, literally it almost happened week one, too with the giants. They were losing it. Right. They at were, halftime. They, they, they were, but, um, that game won me a bottle boost. It did. Uh, but football is back in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Well, Chris, I do think uh, that we've had a pretty good podcast today. What do you think? I think we've had an above-average podcast. I agree with that. I agree with that. So uh, on that, before we screw it up doing anything else, I think this was a good one. Unless you want to – is there anything else that you want to – we had more. We had, we actually had more on the list, but I think you're right. I think we ended on we. This was a very positive reinforcement, yeah, good nice. advice podcast. Yeah, it was good. This was a, this was a fun. Let's one. leave the other one that might go down a negative path. Yeah, off. I have no ambition to do that one. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't feel like that. I feel like we're in a good in a great spot. It's Masters week. Uh, I think it might be uh, mid forties and drizzly tomorrow, but I don't care. I think I'm gonna go play golf in the afternoon. I'll be uh, I'll be doing uh, work and uh, podcast work as we were going to have a scheduled interview. So you know you know you could you could probably hang around and join that podcast since a lot of it will pertain to you. Correct, or I could be on probably seventeen. I'll be finishing up there. Oh, good, good. Well, you enjoy that. I'm going to. So uh, I'll talk to you later. Later.